0: and to strengthen your daily walk with Jesus Christ. Living a life
1: for Christ, she's a happy girl.
0: In this episode of the Woman at the Well Ministries podcast, join Kim Miller and Erica Close in a conversation as we walk with Jesus. In today's conversation, we continue our discussion on the topic of contentment. Well, thank you for joining us, everyone. My name is Erica Close. And I am Kim Miller. And we are excited that you are with us today. And today we are continuing the conversation that we started last week, talking about contentment. And I think that in many ways, contentment and gratitude go together, so it seems sort of fitting as we often have conversations about gratitude and thanksgiving uh, in the month of November. But today we are specifically looking at contentment, and today we're going to specifically look at a passage out of Proverbs chapter 15, and we're going to look at verses 15 through 17. Kim, would you go ahead and read those for us? Sure. Sure. All the days of the afflicted are evil, but he
1: that is of a merry heart hath a continual feast. Better is little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble therewith. Better is a dinner of herbs where love is than a stalled ox and hatred
0: therewith. I absolutely love this passage. I love the ideas that are in these three scriptures that, to me, talk about the true roots of contentment, the true roots of how we have hearts that are satisfied in Him and where we sit in a place where we're not wanting all the time. I think these show us where to begin.
1: I think one of the things that sticks out to my mind, and when I say this, I think you'll remember it too, you and I used to have an elderly gentleman that went to our church that was a good friend of ours, and he would... Sometimes he he had poor health, and so sometimes we would take him on rides to show him things. And he would look at these beautiful houses, and he would know the people that was in them, and he would call them houses. And then he would come to another home that might be modest or just as beautiful, and he would call it a home. And then when you would ask him, what is the difference between a house and a home? He'd always say, well, in the home there's contentment and love. And I I never lost that. He did. And so when you see that verse, when it says, better is a dinner of herbs with love, it, where love is than a stalled ox and hatred therewith. And he was always talking about the love in a home as opposed to the coldness of a house.
0: I love that. And, you know, we all know that I, well, Y'all may not know this, but I would gladly eat a dinner of, of herbs, right? To me, that sounds like a salad. But, but, you know, I love that this passage talks about, you know, a dinner of herbs would be so much less valuable and have cost so much less than a stalled ox, right? A stalled ox is a, is a large, stout animal that, you know, would have been, would have eaten herbs, probably you know, for years to grow, um, to be, to be used in a feast. And I love the idea that love and contentment has so much more value than something that the world places value on. I think that these three passages really talk to, you know, where we're placing value, where we are designating treasure, right? Verse 16 says, better is little with the fear of the Lord, than get great treasure and trouble therewith. Like, it's better to have just a little and have the fear of the Lord, like a godly fear of the Lord, a holy, reverent, relationship fear of the Lord.
1: I love that he puts the herbs with the love. You know, I know you see that as like a salad, and I think you're correct in that, but herbs are also what gives anything that is plain flavor. It's the herbs that spice things up, that make it delectable and make it um, satisfying uh, to our taste buds. And it's love that makes life worth living. It's the love of Jesus in us that gives us purpose and meaning. It's the love in our friendships that give our day-to-day activities joy and entertainment And I love that he says that. You know, herbs with love is better than, we all know, if you know me at all, that if I go to a a restaurant, I'm headed for a big steak, a good ribeye, a big sirloin. I'm a steak gal. And I just love, though, steak on its own might seem better, but these little spicy herbs with a handful of love will take down that massive, Hunk of meat
0: any day that's a I I like that analogy in verse 15 we read all the days of the afflicted are evil but he that is of a merry heart hath a continual feast and I love again that connection to the feast right we've talked about the feast of the ox you know a, a feast of great treasure but a feast can come from having a merry heart as well a feast doesn't have to come with literally a huge table set with a ton of food. But we can feast on him if our heart is in the right place.
1: I think a feast is when you have an abundance of good stuff. And when we have Jesus, we have an abundance of good stuff. My heart can't help in my mind to go anywhere else other than my mother, especially during her last few um, months of life when seemingly everything was falling apart and she was in a lot of pain, and there was what any reasonable person would have thought was just misery. But as you recall, she had a merry heart, she had joy, and she had perfect peace. And I think sometimes you and I might have been on the other side of a feast. But she was always feasting on the goodness of God. And I, I really love how that works. And we hear in the 23rd Psalm that surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. There is something to be said about feasting on the word of God, about feasting on the goodness of God that gives us a merry heart. And so if you're, if you're happy, if you're joyous, It doesn't really matter what's going on around you, because joy comes from within. And so your circumstances doesn't dictate it. And I believe this passage of Scripture is very clear about that. That, you know, you can be afflicted with all the evil your entire time, but if your heart is on Jesus, and if you remember, we're told that if you delight yourself in the Lord, he shall give you the desires of your heart. And that is a contented relationship with him. It's not silver and gold as we're told.
0: I think one the things that's so interesting about this and these, and these three passages about contentment is that they're all about the heart, right? The merry heart, a heart that fears the Lord, and a heart that's filled with love. The contentment has nothing to do with physical stuff, right? You talked about good stuff, but the physical stuff is not where our contentment lies, and I'm certain that for all of us, if we're to be honest and we think about the times in our lives where we have felt great discontent, rarely was it honestly having to do with something that we, we had or, di- or didn't have. But true discontentment usually comes from when our heart is not right. And the key to contentment is to getting our hearts right, which is not what the world would have us to see. The world would have us to see that we need to have you know, great treasure, which verse 16 says comes with trouble, right? And Fancy meals, that. which come with hatred.
1: But we see that so often in our world today. These people who have enough wealth to buy all that money can buy, And yet, sadly enough, have no joy or peace within, sometimes to the extent that they take their own lives. But being merry in the Lord and having the continual feast of his presence in our life and being in the center of his will knows no value and has no limits.
0: I want to park for a second in the idea and the phrase that's in these verses about the fear of the Lord. And what that really means in a, in a positive sense. Because often we don't talk about the fear of anything in a good sense. But when you read the fear of the Lord, what does that draw you to? What is the picture that you get in your head? Oh, I think that's reverence and awe. In knowing that I
1: stand in front of an omniscient, omnipotent, amazing, powerful God. And he's drawn me to him. And it's, it's, it's not a fear of punishment or even a fear of not pleasing him. It's a sensible understanding
0: of who he is. I love that idea of a sensible understanding I think that a, that a holy awe is what, what comes to my mind. And like you said, a reverence. And I, to me, when I think the fear of the Lord, to me, I always see, you know, a great, big, huge God, but I always somehow see the love that he has for me with his greatness. Like I see that he is one to be reverenced, and one to be respected. But when I look at that and I think about the phrase, the fear of the Lord, I can do those things because I know the love that he has for me.
1: Amen. And we're at home with Jesus. Yeah. And in our Father's house are many mansions, and I believe
0: they're homes and not houses. So if someone was in a discontented place, when they were filled with discontentment, What would be your advice to get them out of the rut and help them to find the contentment that you know comes from Jesus? Where do you start? How about we pray? (laughs) That's my
1: favorite line and the most effective tool we have in our arsenal. And we can come to him without even knowing what we need to pray maybe not even have words, but as we bow our hearts and open our minds to him and ask him to lead us and show us, and a double-down duty is if we're looking at the word of God while we're doing it and allowing him to open it up. But if you're discontent with your life or discontent with your walk, I say your best answer is to get on your hands and knees. And speak to God and ask him what it is he would have you do. And begin asking him to search me, O God, as he did in Psalms 139, the Psalmist David, the last two verses of that chapter, and to know him and to let him know if there's any wicked way in him. And then allow the Lord to clean you on the inside out. Because there's power in prayer. Prayer changes things, and prayer changes me.
0: I love that you referenced Psalm 139. That's Psalm 139, 23 and 24, that says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, as we are recording this, it reminds me of um, the program that we recorded, our very last podcast, about prayer. And you made two statements in there, and it says that prayer is an indicator of the strength of your relationship with Jesus. And you also said that prayer is the means by which heavenly revelations transform earthly hearts and minds. And when we are content, I think our earthly heart and mind is sitting at peace in our relationship with Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah, sister. And the only way... And if we're not, right, if we're not settled and we're not at peace with Jesus and we're not content, as you say, the only way to get back to that contentment is to go to Jesus. It's not to go shopping, right? It's not to make the most wonderful meal because a dinner of herbs with love is best, right? It's not found in a bottle either. It's not found in a bottle of any kind, right? True peace and true contentment comes from sitting in a peaceful place with Jesus.
1: It reminds me of Psalms 91, as we are covered by his feathers. Absolutely. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you so much for joining us in this podcast of Woman at the Well Ministries as we continue our search through the scriptures about God's word concerning contentment. We hope that you will join us at our next appointed time. And we pray that you know the love and the peace and the mighty power of Jesus in your life. Remember that you are loved. Jesus loves you.
0: Thank you for joining us in today's podcast. You can visit the show notes for quotes from today's podcast and scripture references. We pray today has been a blessing, and we encourage you to reach out to us through our app, our website, or our Facebook page. You can find our app by searching for Woman at the Well Ministries in your app store or through our website at watwm.org. We're on Facebook at facebook.com watwm. If you visit our website, you'll be able to subscribe to Bible Bits, a daily devotion written by Kim and delivered Monday through Friday by text message. Woman at the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father. And it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. To learn how to partner with Woman at the Well Ministries, please visit our website. Thank you to the Gospel Group Fudge Creek for letting us use their hit song, Happy Girl. We greatly appreciate your prayers. We are praying daily for our listeners. Remember that God loves you. You are loved.
1: to heaven. i was wondering could you show me how you smile this world and you're a happy girl she's a happy girl she's a happy girl living a life for christ she's a happy girl We